great and mighty is our Savior. Great is our Savior. Oh, great and mighty is our God. A strong God in the nick of time, in the midst of my trials, I got a strong God. To your name, Jesus. Hallow to your name, Jesus, on high. And we're gonna lift you up. Say yeah, say yeah, say yeah. Mighty is our God. Lord, you're so worthy of the praise. You're so big and mighty and strong. Let me hear you say yeah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, mighty is our God. Oh, can you feel it? is our God. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And God, we come confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We confess that Jesus is the Son of God and he's God the Son. And even right now, speak to us through your word. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Hallelujah. I want to Thank our praise dancers, thank our illustrious choir, thank all of you. Truly the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. I want to thank Reverend Tunstall for his kind words and I want to thank our son in the faith, Pastor Lightfoot, for being with us this morning. Amen. And his lovely wife, we truly are thankful for all things. Now, here at St. Matthew's, when we set the table for dinner, we don't believe in too many, yeah, leftovers. We preach the whole counsel of God. The sermons are not just about you. The sermons is about him. Amen? The sermons are not always designed to bring us relief from our trials, but sometimes they're designed to bring restoration to what we say and think. This morning, I want to cover a troubling part of Scripture that has some applicable foundations to us who are saved. Second Timothy chapter three, Second Timothy chapter three and verse one, when you get it, say man, a warning doesn't seem to work. Or should I say a warning doesn't seem to work to the wicked. A warning does not seem to work to the wicked. This know also that in the last days, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. we're here. here. Perilous times shall come. Fire drills 
or warning systems used to measure the preparedness in case of a real emergency. When alerted by a bell, everyone is supposed to exit the building in order to prevent casualty. And spiritually, God keeps constantly ringing the bell of caution to remind us that there is an emergency soon on the horizon. God's timetable is imminent. And the people who fail to heed God's warning will perish, will be punished, and a man will end up in the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. Paul the Apostle, one of the Pauline epistles, in fact, this is the second of the three pastoral epistles, first, sec, first Timothy, second Timothy and Titus, written to the man of God in the last days. And the first chapter deals with the perseverance of the man of God in the last days. The second chapter deals with the pattern for living of the man of God in the last days. The third deals with the peril that he will face in the last days. And the fourth, the preaching that ought to take place, although he's a prisoner, in the last days. It's in this third chapter that Paul deals with this various, these, excuse me, this, the, these, these various, amen, previews that are to come. On the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, Paul says, this know also that in the last days, which started at the cross, perilous times shall come. Let me stop pausing for it because I'm going to cover things I didn't cover at 8 o'clock this morning. And I, I want you to understand that you are in a house that rightly, hygienically divides the word. This, 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 this is not, amen, one of those churches that twists the word to deceive you. Last days denotes dispensationalism. Dispensationalism says that God, Okonomas, God dealt in ages, and the last days took place at the cross. That if you go back to Daniel chapter 9, verse 23 to 27, don't turn, Daniel puts out a prophecy about Israel. Daniel, in this prophetic book, is in captivity under the Babylonians. And Daniel died in captivity, never coming out, but he had insights from God. He prayed and took two weeks to get an answer because the angel Gabriel was in the sky fighting Satan, the prince of Persia, and his demonic forces. And Gabriel had Daniel's answer for him, but could not reach him. So while they're in the sky, these principalities, powers, dominions, and thrones, these angelic hosts fighting these demons, Daniel, God decided to send Michael, the archangel, with more angels to help him. Michael comes into the sky. Michael's a bad boy. He's a defender of Israel. He's not Jesus Christ. He is the archangel. Michael comes in, relieves Gabriel. Gabriel gets down to Daniel and says, I had your answer two weeks ago, but I was disturbed in the heavenlies. Do I have a witness? And in that prophecy, God tells Daniel, here's the answer to your prayer. Daniel said, what about my people, the Jews? And God tells Daniel, 70 weeks will determine their fate. 70 prophetic weeks. Are you getting this? Yeah. And, 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 and so 
this prophetic equation is given to Daniel that 69 weeks took place at the cross when Jesus was on a cross. It was the 69th prophetic week with only one week to go before the Messiah was set up a kingdom on earth. Amen. And in between the 67th and the 70th week, God the Father decided to call a divine time out and he ushered in the ecclesia, the church, which was a mysterion. Nobody in the Old Testament knew about the church. Amen. Jesus said, upon this rock himself, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Do I have a witness? So between the 69th and 70th week, the church comes in, Acts chapter 2, and Acts chapter 4, the church goes out by way of rapture. When the church is raptured, amen, and we are caught up to meet him in the air, can I get a witness? Then God resumes, Revelation 6, his covenant of the 70th week. The last week is Revelation 6 to 19, which we call the tribulation period. That's when the Holy Spirit will move out of the way and let Satan have his way. That's when the tribulation, the Antichrist, the false prophet, the 666 will appear. That's when four apocalyptic horses, blood, death, famine, and war will appear. Can I get a witness? You and I have no worry. We're going to be in glory. We're going to be in heaven shouting. We're going to be in heaven with Jesus. And can I get a witness? There will be a hundred, amen, a hallelujah, yeah, a, a hundred and how many? Forty-four sealed Jewish men who will be preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And as they are preaching, Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet will come to kill them with all the nations of the world. And they will be on the run, Revelation 6 through 19. And in Revelation 19, as they are backed up to the sea at a place called Megiddo, Armageddon, Jesus is going to crack the sky. Can I get a witness? And he's going to wipe all of the Antichrist false prophet away. He's going to change Satan up for a thousand years. Can I get a witness? And then he's going to rule with a rod of iron only to free Satan and then throw Satan into the lake of fire. Can I get a witness? Amen. That, that is what we call dispensationalism, that there is no such thing as the last day, no such thing as the general resurrection, no such thing as you dying, going to sleep, waking up somewhere. This is not the Wizard of Oz. When you die, you go to heaven or hell. Can I get a witness? You either saved or unsaved, you either in or out, you're in the book or you're on the hook. Can I get a witness? There, there is no in-between of this doctrine. That's why it behooves you to get saved right now. Can I get a witness? You must be born again. And it's in this, in this, in this context that Paul begins to deal with this futuristic time. And the word perilous means fierce or furious. A time of sin and savagery. In fact, the same Greek word that we use for perilous is used to describe those demons in Matthew 8 at the Gadarenes when Jesus got off the boat and walked and these men approached him. One, has, one account has one man, another account has two men. And Jesus looks at this man who's demon-possessed and he says, what is your name? And the man said, my name is Legion, 6,000 Roman soldiers. He was, he was possessed with 6,000 demons, for we are many. Can I get a witness? Now here's Jesus face to face with 6,000 demonic forces out of hell. And the next thing you hear out of the demons is, we know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And then they beg for their survival. Permit us to enter into the swan. Give us leave. That's important to me, being in the military seven years. Give us leave means you are dismissed. Give us leave means at ease. Give us leave means get out of my sight. Can I get a witness? They beg Jesus for leave. And so what, what, what Paul is writing, Paul coincides with what John the Apostle wrote in 1 John 2, 19, when he said, it is, listen to this, the last hour. 
What hour? This hour of deception. When the spirit of Antichrist that's already working will work. They want out from us departure, apostasia, apostasy, because they were never of us. Watch, watch this now. John, John talks about this last hour that they were imposters who were not saved. And they were ripped and torn away from the fellowship of saints. But John goes on to say, but you, making a clear distinction, you do not depart because you have the anointing. All right, all right. Now let me, let me, let me stop pausing for it. Yeah, too many people in church think they keep in themselves. Peter said we are kept by the power of God. Can I get a witness? That leads to salvation. So what Paul begins to do in this chapter is he talks about this peril of apostasy, this departing. And I want to infer three things here, that there is a departing from the faith that's demonic. Then there's a departing from the fellowship that's deception. And then there's a departing from the flock that's a deliberal, deliberate design. I want to I I try to capture this this morning, and I'm going to tell you on the end why you if you save, why you cannot depart. You have no option. Look what Paul says here. First of all, he deals with the attitude of self-centeredness, verse 2. For men, women and children in these last days, shall be lovers of their own selves. That means they're self-centered, self-reliant, Everything is self. And we, we, we see this every time we turn our television on. The emphasis is on looks, body, hair. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Uh, the, the, the emphasis is on jogging. The emphasis is on body. The emphasis is on muscles. Everything is self, 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 self. Yeah. He's dealing with the attitude of the age. Me, myself, and I. Mm, my God. He's dealing with this self-centeredness. He said, lovers of their own selves. Mm. And then he says, covetousness, people who are hungry for more, beginning with money. Boasters, proud, blasphemies, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. Look at the attitude just in verse 2. It's a description and characteristics of the age. Now, I have nothing against women wearing makeup. I know some churches used to frown on that. Amen. Whatever enhances you, wear it. <laughs> Whatever you women do, don't stop wearing makeup. May Maybelline be blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. You need a wig, a weave, or a wave, or whatever you need. Whatever you need to hook yourself up, go and hook it up, baby. And if it fall off while you're shouting, just leave it there. We'll get it, and we'll identify it at the end of the service for you. But, child of God, there's nothing wrong with lipstick. There's nothing, nothing, no, not, nothing. Just don't put too much on, because then you have a dust war while we worshiping. But not, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. If it, if it helps... It's helpful. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. They call it makeover, makeup, make under, whatever. It's all right. But, but he moves from the attitude of the self-centeredness to the absence of affection. Look at verse 3. Without natural affection. This is characteristic of the age. Now, it's natural for a mother to love her offspring. If you go to a, a mother bear and try to mess with her cubs, she'll kill you. 
Paul is saying the time is coming when that which is natural becomes unnatural. Now you can go back to Romans 1 and do your own study. There's some unnatural stuff going on in Romans 1. God gave him up, up, and over to a reprobate mind. It's natural for a man and a woman to get married. Y'all can't even say amen. amen. It's all right. This goes for you and CNN. It's the word. Can I get a witness? Amen. It's a amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's preaching in season and out of season. Isn't that right? In the name of Jesus, we're going to preach it. It's natural for a mother to love her offspring. Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fearers, despisers of those that are good. There's an absence of defection, of affection. In Matthew 24, don't turn, really dealing with the tribulation period, uh, Matthew says, in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. People cold today. How can you walk past somebody that's just been shot, stabbed, just got hit by a car and just walk over? How do you? How do you see somebody in need and turn your head? But then in verse 4, there's not only attitude of self-centeredness and abuse of uh, absence of affection, but the appeal to one's senses, traitors, high-heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. We're living in a hedonistic world where pleasure is everything and the pleasure doesn't last does it can i get a witness paul 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 deals with even an approach to false worship verse 5 having a form of godliness they're religious but they have no redeemer but denying the power now because i'm dogmatic and i'm proud of that I get groups ticked off. Yeah. So we belong to all these different organizations. Mm -hmm. And we, part of the organization, some of the organizations have their own sense of worship. So you chanting somewhere, you, you keeping the, yeah. You're keeping all the organizational structure of stuff going on, and you really don't know you're tampering with another God. And we will defend them organizations more so than we defend Christ. Can I get a witness? Hey, none of y'all got to say amen. But it's the truth. Well, I belong to the did 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 did, and we meet every month did did did, and here's our agenda did did did, and we do did 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 and did 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 did, and and at the end, and and if we examine that thing close enough, the did did did, we start to look at another God. I dare you to go to your organization, stand up and say, I'm all about Jesus the Christ, Son of the Living God, and this organization is forth to Him. A day, a day, a day, a double day. I'm pausing purposely. So the fact of the matter is, Paul, and you're going to be tested too. You're going to be tested. Look, look what he says. They got a form of godliness, but deny the power there from such turn away. Look at the aptitude of emptiness, verse 7. Ever learning. They got a, look, they, they got a lot of information but no illumination. Ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Look at the abrogation of truth, verse 8. As Janus and Jambres, two magicians in Egypt, demonic magicians. They had black power, white power. They had power. They had magicians' satanic power. You ain't getting this. 
when Moses pulled up in Egypt with the rod that God gave him, Moses told Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. He said, who is your God? Moses threw down his rod and it became a serpent. You remember this? And then the two musicians, Janice and Jambri, said, you ain't do nothing to brother. Threw down their rods and they became two serpents. So here's two serpents against the one serpent. And the Bible says Moses' one serpent ate up their two serpents. Meaning that Satan is no match for God. Can I get a witness? Whatever Satan puts down, God says, oh, I got one better, Doc. Can I get a witness? Because, see, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. But wherever there's a prince, there's a king somewhere. Can I get a witness? And Jesus is king of kings and Lord. Somebody needs to preach it. Of lords. Mmm. And, 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 and just in the first, just in the first, just, just in the first eight verses, and then Paul says, but they, they're not going to proceed any further, for their folly shall be made manifest to all men as theirs also was. There's an alarm of the falling away from the faith. Who's behind it? I'm glad you asked. Demons. It's a demonic seduction of the church. Listen, it's demonic forces who come and seduce your faith. And because you don't have the anointing, I'm going to give that clarity today. I'm tired of everybody with the anointing. Mm -mm, what you call the anointing, you just wet. Can I get a witness? No, no, no. The anointing is power. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child, and child, and child, and child, and child of God, he's dealing with this departure from the faith. Jesus said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. Angels will separate them. Don't tap the flock trying to separate the wheat and the tares. What does that imply? Everybody in church ain't saved. Everybody in the pulpit ain't saved. Everybody in the choir ain't saved. I'll leave you alone, Kent. Look, 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 look what the Bible says. There is a departure, apostatizing, the falling away from the faith. Faith of what? Jesus Christ. We've fallen from the way from the faith. People... I'm not talking about people departing and joining. I'm not talking about people going from church. I ain't talking about that, even though that might be implied. Amen. Paul is pointing out this demonic power that causes people to think they're safe and they're not. To think they know God. And they don't. Look at the second thing I want to point out. There, there's secondly an alarm of a falling away from the fellowship. Now, let me, let me, let me stop pausing part because this gets a little deep. You may be in a faith, but you depart from the fellowship. Mm. See, it's, it's, it's demonic demons that have something to do with you not being in the faith. They keep blinding you. They keep, amen, putting up roadblocks so you can't see Jesus. You see everything else but Jesus. I saw the pastor in shop right. You need to see Jesus. I, you know, I, 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 I saw them buy a lottery ticket. You need to see Jesus. You see, that's, you know, that's our problem. We see everything else, don't we? Amen. Remind me of the man who, uh, amen, man was drunk 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, uh, the man was in the street, couldn't walk, and somebody said, well, call his pastor. He called his pastor. Poor pastor came out 3 o'clock in the morning. Amen. Picked the man up. And they, they going down the street like this. He's trying to help the man. Somebody rode by and said, I saw the pastor drunk. 
My question is, what are you doing out there at 3 o'clock in the morning? Can I get a witness? Fact of the matter is, there is an alarm in the falling way of the fellowship. This is caused by deception. You know what keeps messing us up as God saved people? The deceptions of sin. Sin feels good, but sin demands a price. If you dance to the music, you got to pay the piper. Can I get a witness? Some of us think we can just dance in sin and it's over. Oh, it's not over. Amen. Satan's going to demand a price. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and child of God, when you go back to Old Testament Israel, don't go, in, in Exodus, they too wanted to go back. They wanted to apostatize. They wanted to depart. They got tired of God's direction. They got tired of God's diet. They got tired of God's director. They got tired of depending on God. They said, why did we leave Egypt? Let me give you some metaphors about sin. Sin is poisonous like a viper. It bites. I'm not talking about a bed bug. When sin bites you, you bit. Sin is stubborn like a mule. You can't talk to them. There are some people in 25 years of pastoring, I have gone to their faces and listened. God gave me discernment on stuff. He, they didn't listen to me. You can't talk to them. They're stubborn. They're stubborn. Sin is cruel like a bear. It will devour you. Sin is destructive like a canker worm. It will eat away at you. Sin is unclean like a wild dog. It'll ravage you. Sin is cunning like a fox. It'll outslick you. Sin is fierce like a wolf. Amen. Sin devours like a lion. There's no escape. Sin is filthy like a swine. It will have you walking in filth. Sin, 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 sin. Luke chapter 12, Jesus gives a parable. He says, look. He tells us that there was a servant who knew his Lord's will, but prepared not himself, neither did according to the will of God, and was beaten with many stripes. And there was one who did not know the will of God, did not do anything, was beaten with few stripes. Let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Jesus caps this saying off by saying, where much has been given, much is required. Has it ever dawned on you what the much is? He's talking about illumination. Where much word has been given, the stakes keep going up. Much word, much requirement. Little word, little requirement. The more word you get, the more illumination you get, the fence just keeps rising. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't ready for this. That, that child of God, when, you, when, when a believer decides to live in sin, I've been a believer who lived in sin. Here's what you, here's what you lose and you can't get back. You lose, there's the loss of light. No guidance. GPA is broken. When you and I live in sin and we know Jesus Christ, God pulls away all guidance. You don't know where you're going, so you're going to crash. Amen. There's no way God is guiding your life and you and I are living in sin. No way, ho, zag. You can take that one to the bank. Well, I've been praying. Why? Why are you praying? Ain't nobody hearing you. Can I get a witness? Uh-oh, somebody need to preach it. You, there, there's not only loss of life, but there's a loss of joy. You, you don't have confidence when all hell is breaking out. 
You can't pull it together when things are going wrong. You can't say, I know that I'll be all right. You can't say, I know that I'm coming out of this. You can't say, I know whom I believe and I know that he's able to keep me from falling. I, you don't have no confidence when you are a believer living in sin. John says, and this is the confidence, 1 John 5, that we have in him. That anything we ask according to his will, he heareth us. And if he hears us, we have the petitions of him doing it. There's the loss of light, there's the loss of joy, there's the loss of peace. There's the loss of love, there's the loss of fellowship. That what John is saying is that, amen, when I begin on this downward spiral to apostatize the fellowship, when you go out, and it's typically when there is some kind of personal displeasure or doctrinal situation. Let me stop pausing, pardon. Yeah, yeah. They, he, look, look what Paul says in verse 10. But thou hast fully known my what? Now let me talk about doctrine. First of all, there are people sitting under the doctrine of prosperity, driven by riches. You are open, you are an idiot, you are a magnet to any lie that's preached to you because you have already made up your mind that God is going to make you rich through some scheme. You know what? If I, if I weren't, by the grace of God, a strong pastor, you know, in 25 years, you know people came up here with money schemes? I told them to get lost. You're not using this flock to make money. You're not coming here with no business plan so you can make a dollar off this flock. I keep telling you, if I put a sausage or a hot dog truck out there, it will say Gordon's Hot Dogs. <laughs> Why am I going to let you pull up here and capitalize off the flock and the ones that want to do it don't even tithe? Leave that one alone too. I thought I threw that in parenthetically. Can I get a witness? That, 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 that child of God, there's the doctrine of prosperity and all these preachers and bishops and evangelists that keep preaching prosperity are going to crash. Because the, the Bible says, my word shall not come back void. My word shall accomplish what I set it out to do. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, there is the doctrine of prosperity. That, so, so if I'm not talking about money enough, if I'm not talking about reinventing yourself, if I'm not talking about you and your personal visions for a prosperous life, you don't want to stay here. You want to get up and go to a church that will lie to you about the world. The problem is you're eating at too many tables. You can't cut your TV on and listen to Reverend Poo Poo and listen to the evangelist Coo Hoo and listen to Mother Choo Choo. You can't do all that and then come up in here and looking at me funny. Ain't nothing wrong with me. My doctrine is right. Somebody need to preach it, Doc. Somebody need to preach it. I've been telling people you can lose your salvation. Certain denominations. And I dare them to call me. So I can lay them straight. Am I right about it? You, you cannot, you cannot. How you going to tell somebody they can lose their salvation when you had nothing to do with your salvation? I'm sick of this stuff. Oh, I turned from a pastor to a bishop so you can kiss my ring. Where's that in the Bible? Don't get quiet now. Where's it in the Bible to put your checks on an altar? Where is it? 
is it in the Bible that I'm the pastor, I preach every Sunday, but my wife don't even come to church? Where is it in the Bible that I'm a pastor, I preach the word, but I'm homosexual? Where is it in the Bible somebody needs to preach it? You a liar and the truth is not in you. I'm getting sick of this stuff. Where is it? Did I get in the pulpit and I'm attacking other religions, other faiths, other ministers who are saved so I can push mine up? No, the truth is in the pudding. If you continue in my way, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. The doctrine of immorality, the doctrine of humanism. No sacrifice, bloodless sacrifice, when man deifies himself. The doctrine of secularism, a system without God. The doctrine of idealism, where ideals begin with me and end with me. Forget God. My doctrine. Because what you believe is how you behave. Well, you talking about people that once they save, they say, that's what the Bible says. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Nobody. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in his all right. If it's too hot, get out the kitchen. It's okay, Doc. Listen, I didn't just start being like this. I've been like this all my life. When I play baseball, I get all, you know, time for me. All right, you up the bat. Come up. Out of the dugout, get the bat. Walk slow. Hit my cleats. Look at the picture and go like this. You chump. You ain't nothing but a chump. All right, man. Dig in. Four hundred foot home run, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and I never ran fast out of the plate. When I hit the ball, Preaching out of season, preaching when they like it, preaching when they don't like it, but just don't be no joke. Preach the word. That's what's wrong with these pulpits right now. Well, Reverend, we don't want you speaking about this. Yes. Are you kidding me? Should I fear man or God? The reason they don't want you bouncing around too many areas is because they in one of them areas. Look at look at this, look at this. Hang in there with me now. Hang in there with me now. When people depart from the fellowship of the church, when they're going in and out, it's this personal displeasure or doctrine. Doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. Well, Jesus had 70 disciples. 70, 58 of them turned back. 12 followed him. You know why the 58 turned back? His doctrine. They couldn't deal with his doctrine. He told them, he said, 
he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. They said, what is he talking about? He must be a cannibal. He must, what's he talking about? Can I get a witness? So they turned back. Don't you know in your lifetime, people who don't mean you no good, just give them time, they'll turn back. Listen, listen to me. This, this is a lesson in life for you. Oh, they my best friend. Yeah, okay, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll, 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 we'll find out who your best friend is. Can I get a witness? You know what a friend, a friend sticketh in there at all times. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching now. Nobody going to be closer to you than your mother and father. They, they, they going to hang in there when it's good, when it's bad, and when it's ugly. Can I get a witness? A friend, yeah, will hang in there when no one else wants to hang. Can I get a witness? Don't be bringing no friends up when everything's good. That ain't no sign of friendship. I want to know when you're going through hell in your marriage and hell in your ministry and hell with your money, I want to see your friends show up then. I want to, I want to see them on your doorstep. I want, to, I want to see them put some food on your table. I, I want to see them let them move in with you. I, I, that, that's, that's the sign of friendship. We've been road buddies for 40 years. That's your problem. Mm. He's a real friend. I'm no good. I love you anyway. I'm in turmoil. I'll walk through with you. Can I get a witness? I've messed up. It's okay. We're going to make it up. That's, 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 that's a real, that's a real road buddy. Can I get a witness? See, here's what we do. The minute our friends get in trouble, I don't fool with them. I, I don't know them. I just, I just try to be nice to them. I get good. Listen to this. Now watch how this develops. We're getting very close. He says, he says, but you fully know my doctrine, manner, life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now, stop, because this is a sermon by itself. We're getting ready quick. Look at verse 12. Yea. And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I ought to be able to come to church and say to you, what persecution are you going through? And when you say none, I'll say you ain't godly. When you're godly, God gonna let hell break out. When you're godly, God gonna let the devil get on your trail. When you're, when you're godly, God gonna let the hellhounds get on your back. When you're godly, God gonna let everything come out of nowhere to hit you. You know why God allows it? Because see, God wants an audience when he pulls you out. Can I get a witness? Man's extremity is God's opportunity. God wants the story to go abroad. God wants people to know you're in trouble. God wants the people to know that Satan's got you bound. God wants everybody to know that evil's on your trail. Your children are wayward. Your marriage is in trouble. There's no money in your pocket. Your body is failing his health. God sits back and lets all that stuff get in. And then God decides to move on your behalf. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's coming. When you go through something, he's coming. When you're involved in something, he's coming. When the devil is on your trail, he is coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy shall come in the morning. I bore you on eagle's wings. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He will mount you up 
with wings like eagles. You'll run and not get weary or walk and not faint. Can I get a witness? Next week at the Lost Fair Life, we're going to pull up the promises. I'm tired of people just sitting in the premises. You need to live by the promises. There are certain promises that Satan cannot have you. Satan cannot hurt you. Satan cannot harm you. Because you are the Lord's anointed. Can I get a witness? You were born twice, but you only going to die once. You got a blood stain on your back. You've been blood washed, blood bought, born again. Name written in the Lamb's book of life. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Can I get a witness? You can't be possessed. You can't. Satan can't have you. Satan can't annihilate you. Satan can't, amen, condemn you. Satan can't do anything to you. Can I get a witness? It only appears that way. It looks like Satan can have all that, but he, he don't have jurisdiction. Can I get a witness? I love the Wizard of Oz, and I've been watching that thing all my life. And what I didn't understand about the Wizard of Oz till I got older, that Dorothy had those red ruby shoes on her feet all along before she went up that yellow brick road. Didn't she have those ruby shoes? But you didn't get the catch to the ruby shoes to the end. When the witch from the north said, oh, Dorothy, just click your heels three times and say there's no place like home. And Dorothy got confused. Well, what do you mean? She said, you always had the power. Turning your neighbor said, you always had the power to tell Satan to get lost. You always were secured in Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? While you were in parties, while you were getting high, while you were getting drunk, you still had the anointing because you were saved before the foundation of the world. Your name was written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. I don't know if you can get this. I don't know if you can fathom this. But before God called me, I was covered. Before God knew me, before God, before God, before God, before God, before God, drew me out um, I was under the blood now I understand why I walked out of that car accident now I understand why I didn't get amen strung out now I understand why I didn't get shot now 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 I understand why I didn't die because I had the anointing I had the anointing on me. My friends didn't have it. Some of my family didn't have it. But I, every time I get in trouble, a, pull, a tow truck pulls me out because I'm under the anointing. And the anointing keeps breaking yokes. Can I get a witness? He broke your yoke of sin. He broke your yoke of servanthood. He broke your yoke. He broke your yoke. He broke your yoke. I'm coming in, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming in. Here's what Paul says. Now listen to this. He makes distinction. Why we, the saved, can never apostatize. Why we can never depart. Why we don't drift out of the faith fellowship or flock. Here it is. Look at verse 14. But continue. There is a deliberate design of continuance in our living that God gives us a steadfastness. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's a stick to it to this, it's a stability. Can I get a witness? Paul, 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 what are you saying? Paul is saying, amen, God has placed in you the seed. Yeah, 1 John, God has placed in you the anointing. 1 John, God has placed something on the inside that will not allow you to ever leave the faith, the fellowship, or the flock. This thing is heavy, Doc. He's, he, listen, 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 listen to me. Uh, uh, Paul, Paul talking to the Ephesian elders said, bonds and afflictions await me, Acts 20, but none of these things moved me. 
Can I get a witness? That is, child of God, when you understand that God, amen, has given you this continuance. You know why you're still here? You know why all the hell you've been through? Come on now. And, and listen, I don't need to enumerate what you've been through. You know what you've been through. You know why you didn't depart out of the faith? You know why you didn't go back in the world? You know you why you didn't retreat? Because God put something in you to keep you. Lord, have mercy. Can, can, can I get a witness? And see, man, man wants to take Man, 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 man wants to take credit for this. Man wants to say, well, I'm strong. You ain't strong. We, we, we just as weak as water. You, you, know, you know why I didn't go back to the world of sin and immorality and getting high and running the streets? Because there was a seed in me. And once that seed is in you, you, you might think about going back. You, you, you only get two steps away and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come back. You, 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 you might say, I'm through with God. I'm, I'm finished with him. I'm, I'm never gonna pray again. But that ain't lasting. Can I get it? Cause that seed starts messing with you. Can I get it? It's the anointing that starts messing with you. You remember Jeremiah? He said, God, are you all together like a liar? Amen. God, you've been, you've been bad to me. You, you haven't treated me right. And then Jeremiah in Lamentations 3 is pulling out his heart against God. But then he he says, but his mercies, that's that seed, are new every morning. Great is the faithfulness. There's a continuance. But then there's a comprehension of learning, 15 and 16. From a child, Pedia in the Greek, a nurturing has been going on in my life. Look at verse 15. It says, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Now this blows me away. When we were in the world, messed up, doing our thing, we still had in us stuff that had been taught to us. Can I get a witness? You remember the prodigal son, he went away with no sense, came back with a lot of sense. You know why? Because there was something bothering him. There, there was a seed, there was an anointing in him, and, and, and his trouble made him come to his senses, and he said, let me go on back to my father's house. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Look what he says here in verse 16. He says, all scripture is God-breathed. And this is why you got to sit on the teaching, and it is profitable for teaching, doctrine, reproof, conviction, correction, setting stuff straight, instruction in righteousness, nurturing you. Here's what he's saying. This is why you can't fall away. Continuance, comprehension of truth, but the third thing is completeness. Verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, mature, teleos, thoroughly furnished. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, my house is furnished. I have a completed faith, completed fortitude, a completed future. In, in, in my living room, I have light. In my dining room, I have love. In my kitchen, I have liberty. In my bathroom, I have long-suffering. When you walk with the master, and the master's walking with you, he furnishes every house. Can I get a witness? We don't live in empty houses. We live in full houses. We live, yeah, in these tents on earth, in mansions in heaven, but the master's with us. And because the seed is in me, because the anointing is on me, because the Holy Spirit lives as a seal in me. Can I get a witness? I cannot apostatize. I don't care if all of y'all cheat and hurt me, lie on me, shoot at me, spit on me. I'll never depart because I know that he's able. I'll never leave. You know why? Because Jesus is my joy. I'll never give up and go back where I came from because there's nothing back here but everything is before me. Can I get a witness? The reason the righteous can never depart is because God puts a continuance in you. He puts a comprehension of his word in you. He puts a completion in you. It is an anointing of the Holy Ghost that keeps on working on the inside. Can I get a witness? So even when I'm upset with God, I can only go so far and it cuts off. When I'm disappointed in my faith, it only goes so far, then it cuts off. 
Can I get a witness? When church folk get on my last nerve, it only goes so far, then it cuts off because I have a continuance. I have a comprehension. I have an anointing. Can I get a witness? I'm complete in him. Can I get a witness? And Jesus is all powerful. Jesus is all knowing. Jesus is a resurrected savior and he's given me power. Didn't he give you power? He's given me power to call things that be not as though it already was. He's given me power to walk by faith and not by sight. He's given me power to live by my faith and not by my feelings. He's given me power to say yea to his will, yea to his word, yea to his way. He's given me power, so I might as well put on a benediction. Now, unto him who's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Do I have a witness up in the house because of what's on the inside? I can never go back to Egypt because of what's on the inside. I got to keep moving forward forgetting those things that are behind because of what's on the inside. I have the victory. Can I get a witness? Satan, take your best shot. I'm a born-again believer. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar piece of... Say, yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my might. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my strength. Can I get a witness? He's worthy. He's worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Listen, our continuance, comprehension of truth, and completeness is all from God. He puts the seed in you, and you can't help yourself. You couldn't leave if you wanted to. You couldn't depart if you tried to. You couldn't go back if there was a magnet pulling you. Because once you get that seed, let me tell you what the seal of the Holy Spirit, the seal is a down payment until you see Jesus. God has put a down payment on your soul. Can I get a witness? Paid with his blood. Did he pay it? Jesus paid it all. Him all sin have left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. Thank God for the anointing, thank God for the seed, thank God for the seal, thank God for the down payment, thank God for engineering in me something that will keep me from falling. Let's stay on our feet today. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Born again, blood washed. Jesus, Son of God, God the Son, died for your sins, was buried, rose again. You need him in your life. Just raise your hand if you want to be saved. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church on your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Just come on down. We'll wait for you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen. Listen. I was at a restaurant yesterday. This young lady came to me and said, I love St. Matt's, and she didn't know who I was. We kept talking. I said, she said, will you go to church with me? I said, I'll meet you at 1030. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? I want you to step out right now. Just think. Listen, we're going to let you go. 
if God had not placed his seed in us, we would have all been scattered and back into sin. This is why Paul and John, listen, John, I'm, I'm closing. John uses this term, he that is saved, listen to this, sinneth not. John was so strong in his theology, he said, you can't sin if you're in Christ. Now, he's not talking about your state, he's talking about your position. You cannot live in perpetual sin because you are in him and the seed is in you. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, girl. All right. Let's going to ask ministers, lead them to Christ. Thank you, brother. Is there another? Thank you. Remember to vote Tuesday. Listen to pastor. Try to come to court Wednesday. We love you. Next week, should the Lord be life, we want the promises of God, which are yea and amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. it's what's in you, what's in you that, won't that won't allow you to be moved. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for Pastor Lightfoot. Thank you for our church. And God, as we go out this place, help us to rejoice in you, the God of our salvation. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. We love you. Have a great day.